0: Shomra Bjug. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Tiny Room, welcome back to On Shomra Bjug. I am of the two people in the name of the podcast, Michael and Benjamin podcast, I am the first one. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the fellow who is, in a way today, anarchy personified. He is, when you see the letters BHC etched onto a wall in, in blood, it, it's him, it's this guy who did that, BHC. It's Benjamin H. Colopy, Benjamin Horatio Colopy. G'day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Minister, I just wanted to ask, what is your policy on podcasts? Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's we a little election. My da- no more podcasts. No no more podcasts.
1: <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have any music.
0: Oh, very good. Thanks for saving me there, Ben, from uh, not being able to do that. Yes, Ben, neither of us won the election.
1: No, I I wanted to though. I thought we would have done very well, Michael. I
0: think, to be honest, Ben, look for our international listeners. There was an election in Ireland and nobody won. Yet, because it's been counted. Well, it's been counted, but also it appears that nobody has won. Yes. Basically, everyone voted for everyone equally. And it's unfortunately revolving
1: into... We're going to have another election next week. We will launch our campaign in earnest then to become your two ministers who will never break their promise because one of them was making things worse, which is not that hard to do. That's making things worse. Uh, And mine is I have a dog now, which is true. I do have a dog, Ben. It's a small dog. Yes, Bowie.
0: Lovely dog. Did you have a dog last week? No, no, I didn't. Oh, this is the first podcast post-dog. First podcast with dog. Hmm. Mm, new member of the pod squad. Yes, we will probably use her in our Instagram this afternoon. Anyway, Benjamin, go on. Speaking of news. Go on. There was a trailer. There was Which a trailer, we just watched. Which we did. Which I think the the most amusing thing about this trailer that we just watched is you thought it was a Tom Cruise biopic. I did. <laughs> it, it opens, Michael, on, on quite frankly what is a very stylish
1: home. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice place. And uh, there's a woman who seems to be under a great deal of distress. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to escape the home, um, Katie Holmes, if you will. <laughs> very um, good. Yeah, and it just—I I got very strong. Tom Cruise. He decides what I wear. He mm-hmm. decides what I do in the house. He mm-hmm. decides when I get to go out. And I was like, well, "That sounds very like Tom Cruise." Sounds exactly, like Tom um, Cruise. And she's trying to slip out of the very nice LA-looking home uh, to escape, but she she probably can't, Michael, because the gentleman emerges from the woods and smashes his hand through a window to let go and grab
0: Elizabeth. What's her name? Elizabeth something. Elizabeth something. The girl she, from Mad Men and. Handmaid's Tale. And the Handmaid's Tale. Basically, she only plays women who are oppressed by men. Yeah, she's pretty good at it, though. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's pretty good. She's so Elizabeth Moss. Sh- Elizabeth she Moss. She must hate men. And I'm not saying this in a, isn't she a terrible man-hater sort of way, but she always plays characters who are really, really run down by men. Like, a proper run down. Yeah. Like this
1: woman has been kept prisoner yeah. in her own home.
0: Yeah, not just, like, men are holding her back from getting those promotions. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, they're literally... Controlling like controlling. Amber Heard <laughs> controlling Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> bloody music. Don't make me don't make me put the theme music in lots uh, of times. Right. Uh, anyway, well, ben. Look, ben.
1: Michael, we, we can neither confirm nor deny that Amber Heard did abuse bloody Johnny Depp, but it's
0: it look it doesn't look good. not <laughs> look good. <laughs> it doesn't look anyway, good. Anyway, Ben, unlike the movie The Invisible Man. It uh it appears to be returning to the roots of the Invisible Man. Yeah, because we've had we've had a
1: few Invisible. attempts at a round two of the Invisible Man, Michael. We had bloody Kevin Bacon
0: In The the Hollow Man. Yep, Kevin, Queeby and Bogoon. That was kind of all right. Yeah, it was grand. It was a sciency Hollow Man. Yeah, Um, but isn't that what The the Invisible Man is? Yes, no, it's a sciency man who... His own hubris. This is reframing it as The Invisible Man, as a creepy monster.
1: Yes, well, no, the original Invisible Man is a creepy monster. He goes Mm. into a bloody uh, nun's orphanage and rides young ones in their sleep. Oh, bad Um, bloke. Yeah, no, he's a real bad bloke. The original Arthur Griffin from H.G. Wells' novel is a dissection of what would happen if you were completely free of consequence. Mm. If no one could see you yeah. and punish you for the terrible things that you do. Kind of um, like Amber Heard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we get us in so much trouble. Uh, look, we'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll get So much trouble. Um, yeah, but it's it's a return to that. It's kind of the aim. Of, but he seems to be a dickhead
0: before he becomes invisible this guy it seems to be yeah this seems to be the story of what would it be if someone who's already a bit of a prick became invisible became an invisible prick yeah like not what if does it, does being invisible make you a prick
1: or do you have to be a prick? nature versus nurture on the exactly. old invisible scale yeah this is uh,
0: like does being invisible make you a prick or if you're already a prick does it make you more of a prick
1: or does being a prick make you invisible
0: yeah oh well all evidence points to the contrary <laughs> because I'm sitting here and you can see me bright as day <laughs> Anyway look I'm going to go and see this Because I think it's quite good But I'll probably have to go see it with the girls Looks bloody spooky Because all of my men friends Are afraid of horror films (laughs) That we actually are Coward's blood
1: Wednesday Night Cinema Club Is filled with coward's blood Mm. When it comes to a horror flick Mm. Um, But yeah look It looks interesting Um, Elizabeth
0: Moss is probably going to nail it She's a pretty good actress She's pretty good at acting She's pretty good at at the old acting Although to be fair Ben Is it really Like Being the victim in a horror film Is that hard? Or do you just run around screaming? I I think it's...
1: I think she's probably going to bring a, a bit of nuance to it. I think she, I don't think she's going to be the the, the frightened female. She's not going to be a last lead. girl. I think she's I I think she's just last girl by definition of him being obsessed with her from the get go. Yeah, it's not. I don't I don't necessarily mean that. I I so I'm sure one of her friends will die. Yeah,
0: he'll probably do a few if, a few other side. Murders. If the black
1: actor dies first, that would be very bad. Yes, <laughs> um, but it might because it seems that one of her best friends is a black man, oh, no. um, which means he could die first following the traditional rules of a horror film. No, oh, no, not good. Um, which would not be good, but. Look, I'd say she's gonna she's gonna bring a little a little subtlety, a little nuance to it. I I think it looks quite good, Michael. I think it'll be a, a look at what happens. It's it's in the vein of Netflix's You, um. It's in the vein of a Bloomhouse classic where someone is invisible. Yeah, um. It's a little bit like it follows, but with yeah. the human thing or um,
0: phantasmal. What's the one about ghosts? Uh, sixth Sense. No, the one about ghosts in the bedroom. There's been like five of them now. There's oh. ghosts. There's ghosts oh, in my bedroom. Oh, Paranormal Activity. That's the one, yeah. a Paranormal Activity. Yeah. It's not called There's Ghosts in My Bedroom. There's Ghosts
1: in My Bedroom. It sounds like a song that'd be sung by the B-52s. Mm. There's a ghost in my bedroom and he won't
0: get out. Whoa. Ooh. Ghost in my bedroom. <laughs> and in, in this world that you live in, Christopher Walken is one of the key members. <laughs> Look, I enjoy
1: ghosts in my room. They make me feel safe and warm. It's fine. Good. Wow! Very good. Thanks, Christopher. Boo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Christopher walking if he a ghost, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ah, Benjamin, look, you can tune out now, ladies and gentlemen. That's, it. That's, That's it. It. We've it. We've peaked. We've <laughs> peaked. We've peaked. We've hit the peak. Benjamin, it's been a week of reviews. As it, there's lots of stuff out, none of which I've seen. <laughs> no, you've got Coward's Blood, but Ben, luckily, I've seen some or all of these things. Benjamin, first of all, let's talk about Netflix's latest series. Netflix. So, Ben, this series is based on a comic which I read quite a few years ago. yeah, And thoroughly enjoyed. And it's about a family. Yes. And they, they have a kind of past of supernatural goings on. Oh, and then one of the family members dies. So, they're obliged to kind of up sticks... And move to a, a the kind of ancestral family mansion in the countryside. Oh dear! And then we'll follow their struggles with both the supernatural and fitting in in their new schools and their new life in the town.
1: Oh yeah, Michael, that sounds like a comic book that we reviewed on our other podcast.
0: Yes, collecting issues. Yes, Lock-ins. it does. Key. No, Ben, I was talking about October Faction.
1: Oh yeah, I, I saw that on advertised on Netflix. It didn't yeah, look very good.
0: Well, Ben, thereupon lies the rub. Go on. Because I've just described both Lock and Key and October Faction.
1: Look at Julius you Zozzy Minx. I'm
0: not my first time either. This is one of my <laughs> favourite conceits. But yeah, they're very deadly similar. Uh, to which one's detriment? To both detriment. Especially oh. to Netflix's detriment, releasing them at the same bloody time.
1: Yeah, it seems like a misstep Because I was just flicking through Netflix And I was like What is October Faction? In? Yeah And it looked much more interesting In the synopsis And then I watched the trailer And I was like This is like sex education But with monsters <laughs> They seem to come to a strange Kind of American high school town And try to fit in I was like Yeah It's a little bit like sex education With a steak
0: Is sex education set in America?
1: No, it's set in England But okay. it seems to be set In some kind of Quasi-Americana
0: England village oh, is it? Have you not well, seen sex education? I haven't actually Oh, it's very good, Michael Um But what I have seen is some of October Faction, which was quite boring.
1: Tell me more,
0: tell me sweet little more. So here's here's my point, Ben. And the point is, it's about a family who go to live in a house and have to fit in a new school and there's supernatural goings on. Yeah, Lock and Key. No, October Faction. Oh. And Lock and Key. And Lock and Key. I didn't feel that I uh, Lock and Key looks like it probably has a little bit more money behind it. Good. But they both feel very generic. Oh. And if you remember Ben, we reviewed Lock and Key. Now, hold on, I'm going to preface this a little bit. I've been grumpy this week.
1: Why so, are you grumpy?
0: I don't week? know. I, I've just had a grumpy week, I think. Is it the weather? I don't know, Ben. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I am grumpy. Maybe it's just that the three kind of major pop culture things this week have all disappointed me slightly. Michael, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. But just bear in mind when listening to reviews this week that maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe It's not your fault. No, maybe I'm wrong, Ben. No, no. Because, Ben, I didn't particularly enjoy Lock and Key. No, I Michael. didn't particularly enjoy this week's episode of Picard. No, Michael, and I'm going to spoil a little bit ahead here. I didn't particularly enjoy Birds of Prey. Oh and no! Michael. I'm wondering—is it just a coincidence that these three things have all come out and been not that great, or am I in a, am I just in a bad mood?
1: I, I think it's probably them, Michael. Well, you're uh, normally quite—you're prob- normally quite restrained
0: in how you look. Anyway, Michael, what's this? That's a Hero Clicks of Juggernaut Ben. It has a clicking. Thing. It's Hero Clicks. It's from the game Hero Clicks. Is it a good game? I've never really played it. It's the clicking noise. Welcome back to Benjamin. Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Now, Benjamin, you know that our audio filter is probably going to filter that out. Welcome back to Michael's Disappointed. It's probably going to filter that out too. Podcast. People, people aren't going to hear you whispering. We're Michael's Disappointed. Benjamin, get back on track here. Come on. We love a little clicking noise. They're not going to hear the clicking and they're not going to hear the whole thing out. It's frozen. See there, Ben? That's gone. That's below the threshold. No, it's uh, not. It is. <laughs> Anyway, look. a good. Do you remember when we talked about uh, Lock and Key on our other podcast, Collecting Two Issues? Two weeks ago on Collecting mm. Issues, yes. Mm. And we said that season one, or volume one of Lock and Key, is actually a horror story about a home invasion lunatic. Yes. And... All of the other magic stuff kind of happens slightly in the background. A slightly magical realism element to it, Yeah, I and you know, you have Echo in the well as a kind of background character throughout the whole thing. Well, not is as an
1: omnipotent, omnipresent force. That can no, an and Luton.
0: if you remember, Ben, spoilers here for a comic that came out 20 years ago. No? Yes. She escapes at the end of issue six wagon and kind of sets up the second arc. Bloody wagon. But the first arc, Ben, is meeting all the characters and the tale of Sam Lesser. He's a horrible Mr. Lesser. He's a horrible murder man and he might come back and dealing with the trauma, they've kind of... For, for one thing, the trauma in the show is considerably less. Oh. I mean, okay, spoilers again for the show, the dad gets killed. Okay. But the dad gets killed because Sam is there to question him about the house and the dad tries to wrestle the gun off him and gets shot. Not because Sam comes in specifically... To kill him,
1: so we've removed the Columbine
0: undertones, yeah, very much so, yeah. Oh. yeah, and it's much less grim. Um, oh no, his accomplice isn't there. The rape is gone, which is probably good. That there's no harm in not fridging your no. female characters, but also she then the mother isn't physically impacted as very much. Oh, now so all of this could change because I haven't I've, not, I've only seen the first half of the new series. Okay, but she's physically fine. Everyone is physically fine. Um. It's it's weird. It's it's much it's what we said the other day, it's much softer. Oh, you see that's what I didn't want, Michael. Mm.
1: You'll recall that when I gave the initial
0: prediction I said it seemed oddly like a kid's movie or a yeah. kids' series, which I and wasn't The actress who plays Echo is yes. just flat out attractive. Oh no. She's not creepy. Yeah, no, you'll like her ben. Oh
1: no, she's attractive. Oh you'll you'll very like
0: her better. Is, is she mildly Latino, Michael? Yes, oh, a little bit. Goodness. You'll, you'll definitely like her. Um she. She escapes from. Spoilers again for Lock and Key, Ben. She escapes from the well house in the first episode. Ah, oh, boo. So, the, the whole thing. If you remember, Ben, the whole point of the Sam Lesser story was in that the she comics had to build it. is she had to. She was using Sam to try and find the Anywhere key so she could get out of the damn well house. But
1: that doesn't make any
0: sense. But now she's out of the well house by season one, and then she just travels around the place doing evil things.
1: Don't like that.
0: It's a. Uh, yeah, it's odd. Um, episode two for me was the most disappointing. Ben, why? What happened? Because in it, it introduces two. the head key already. Uh, yeah, I know, right? So, in a lot of ways, it seems like rather than doing what the the comic book did so well, which is being a kind of horrible murder story, mm. very attractive. She's a very attractive lady. Very they've, attractive they've lady. They've taken away any of the creepiness.
1: I would have preferred a spidery fringe. Yeah, yeah,
0: just a horrible haircut. But they've even given her a nice haircut. <laughs> she comes out of the well like she's going to go to, like, the catwalks of Paris. Mm. The dress is bang on, though. It's it's spot on dress. i trying to find the dress here. Mm. But what was I saying? She's wearing leather pants, Michael. In what, Ben? In, just in real life? You no, know, in this. That I haven't seen that scene yet. Yeah, no, she, she changes outfits all the time and she goes off on adventures and does evil things and comes back. And
1: No, not a, not a fan of that. It's, anymore, a weird, it's
0: a weird angle to take with it. They seem to be taking all the biggest hits of the show and banging them straight away into the first couple of episodes to establish the mythology, which was one of the things I liked about the, the comic, that it didn't do that. And Ben, I'm not really one to criticise an adaptation usually. That's not how it works at this podcast, Michael. No. I'm the one that pisses in everybody's yeah, cornflakes and, and you're I, the one that says, hey, I generally Eight. like to take an adaptation on its own merits, but that's what i'm that's where I'm going with this on its own merits. This isn't any better than October faction. Oh, mm. sorry, the head key you can use the head key to open someone's head, yes, remember, and then take Do out their, their ideas and stuff in this you, you You put the head key in them, yeah you turn it, and then y- another copy of you appears in the room with them along with a big giant box. Which is where all no. their ideas are. No. They don't actually go into the head. They chickened out of the head key. What a load of bollocks. Well, I don't know if it's a load of bollocks. I'll probably watch the rest of the series and bend. But so far, a little bit disappointing. I'm sorry to hear that, Michael. Yeah. On to better things. What and did you think? Sean Ashmore plays Uncle Duncan. Oh, no way. Or Aaron Ashmore. I don't know which one it is. Uncle Duncan. Yeah. If you remember from the comics, Uncle Duncan, I think one of the key things about Duncan is he's very, very nice. He's a lovely person he's to his detriment very often. Yeah. But he is... Um, not very physically imposing. He's kind of weedy looking. Not at all. He's, he's a, narrow, he's a slender man. He's a little slender fella, so he doesn't bring a kind of reassuring adult male presence. No,
1: he's a, a strange. He's a
0: he's a an outside American tradition male. Yeah, so he's small. I think one of the key things is he's smaller than Tyler. Yes, Tyler's huge. Tyler's this big unit, and Uncle Dunk is kind of little skinny, weedy guy. So you, you're not going to. Uncle Dunk isn't going to be a big physical intimidating presence He can be Yeah If Sam shows back up But in this he's played by a hunk of a man Sean or Aaron Ashmore One of the Ashmore's One of the Ashmore's or both I don't know They I, might swap out between I scenes I think they might to save on Brent Yeah So he's a bit too big and manly and uh, he's, a, he's, he's a, a big reassuring presence You know what I mean? That. Now he might get killed or something later but who knows Who's to say Michael? Who's to say, who's to say Ben? Anyway. What about October Faction? What's that like? Um, So, a family who have a history of supernatural goings-on suffer a death and they have to go back to their ancestral home. Lock and Key. Yeah, no, October Faction. It's the same, it's the same show. Mm -hmm. They even have the same, like, trying to integrate into a new high school drama. It's bizarre. And they meet a weird witchy woman or something, don't they? In which one? I don't know. (laughs) Was corrupting the kids. Is Is it?
1: On the bus, She's an upside down lady. Her hair floats or something.
0: Is that lock and key or? I don't know. October faction. <laughs> that's what I mean. Too similar. Anyway. Why did they launch them at the same time? What's going on? Terrible choice. Bizarre. Terrible anyway, choice. That's enough of that. Ben. Yes. The other interesting thing that happened this week was you know, we've been giving Picard a lot of credit for having an Irish a spouse. Yeah. They've kind of undone themselves a little bit by having a stage Irish character. Now, you listen here, Captain. Now, Captain, you listen to me. He's a fine officer. There's no need to be going on like that now. He, he came from the town of whatever that town was called in Voyager. New Haven? No way. Is he from New Haven? No, I don't think oh, so. I but so. You know, oh, so look an amazing bit of continuity. continuity. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not great. Um, Benjamin. Go on. On Wednesday Night Cinema Club this week. <laughs> which took place on Saturday. Which took place on Saturday. Which I couldn't go to. You couldn't go to because you had a ricey tum tum. A ricey tum tum. You were struck down by coward's bowels. Coward's okay. <laughs> bowels. Just struck down by my belt. Yeah, coward's belt. Oh,
1: very good. That and
0: means I'm a coward. Well, I mean, that's the implication, isn't the it? sheer wit. Benjamin. Yes. We went to see the first kind of big comic book movie of the year, I suppose. Yes, I would imagine so. Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes. And? It's fine. It's fine. Are we it's doing spoilers? We, well, we'll talk... To spoilers. Ben, do you want to talk box office?
1: Michael I know you want to talk Box office Go go on Go on So far Ben Ladies and gentlemen I've recently gotten a dog I'd just like to point this out Before you get into it I've recently gotten a dog And dealing with Mick When he's excited Is a little bit like Dealing with a dog Here we go Here we go How do you know How
0: do you know When a vegan has a dog Oh don't worry They'll bloody tell you <laughs> Why my veganism Has anything to do with this But okay um,
1: It's a little bit like Dealing with a dog You're like No oh, Here we go no, Here we go no, I'll go on Go on then Go on Talk about your box office I will talk go about Go on I will talk about, about the box office Who's your the face, best boy In your Who's face Horatio <laughs>
0: It's not even your real name it's not even my real name um, What is your middle name Patrick Is it It's very Irish Oh that's a bit boring mm. um, Horatio would be much better Yeah we'll call you Benjamin Horatio Colby be. Yeah my middle name is Jay Oh, that's very boring as well. J A Y. As in J, work. as in Jason. Oh, no, just J. Just Michael J. Leonard.
1: Jason. <laughs> Don't
0: do that. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> anyway, go doing... on. you went to see Birds of Prey. Birds of uh, Prey. It was all right. It was all right. Box Office, Ben. Looks like it's going to be the lowest opening of a DC movie ever. Ah, oh, Jesus, lads. Yeah. Isn't How often that, can you fuck this up? Isn't that interesting? Like,
1: no, because every time we review a new DC movie, it's the lowest opening of the box office.
0: Well, there is that, for one thing. But um, lower than Shazam? Oh, no. Yeah. Now, Shazam did all right. Shazam did all right, you know, actually. Like, it was Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 all right, How do you keep fucking or something. This up? Well, who is Make, this movie for, Ben? Yeah. That's the issue. Who is it for? Women? I don't mean that in a weird way but is that not who it's targeted at?
1: (laughs) Is that not who it's targeted at? Is it? The Fantabulous Emancipation Mm -hmm. of Harley Quinn Yeah
0: One Harley Quinn Is it of one one Harley Quinn? Yeah One Harley Quinn Yeah But who's it aimed at? Because women aren't going I doubt it. <laughs> they're, well, they're not. It was a fan service comic book back in the day
1: where you got to draw women
0: in tight suits. Yeah, and the that fan base of Harley Quinn, the kind of... Not the, the fan men, base you want. The <laughs> ma- Well, look, Ben, you want them if they're spending money. That's true. <laughs> That's why that type of entertainment exists. But they're not going. They've been alienated by the new the agenda name? of... The women. (laughs) I don't know if it's a new agenda I think feminism has been an agenda for quite a while (laughs) No, but Harley Quinn, the new agenda of Harley Quinn Harley Quinn used to be, or even still in comics Is sold on, look at this lady's butt
1: Yeah, absolutely Uh, Absolutely.
0: Harley Quinn was sold We're we're going to get into that Michael, don't you worry Harley Quinn was sold in Suicide Squad as, look at this lady's butt Look at those fishnets, they Um, go all the way up And in this one, it's more like, you better not look at this lady's butt or else she'll kick you in the nuts. She'll take a bunch of cocaine and <laughs> kick you swing in the So is it for Harley Quinn fans? Because they're not going to see it. Is it for children? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not because it's vulgar and violent. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot by making a movie aimed at no one. Yes, it's very interesting. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. Mm. Um, so 33 million or something like that is going to open with. And how much did it cost? I'd I say probably ask. 75 at least. So Michael, perhaps you can give me a breakdown now that you've seen it because you
1: are not dosed with coward's blood as we know. No, Or I don't. a
0: ricey tum tum. No, I don't have a ricey tum tum. Um,
1: unfortunately, I spent most of my time vomiting into a toilet bowl. Mm. Um, I would have much rather gone <laughs> <See> <laughs> to birds of prey. go see birds of prey. But I was very ill, Michael. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I mean, one Harley Quinn. It's a great name. Mm. Mm. Rolls it, off the tongue a lot easier than I thought it would. Does it though? Well, no, because we're very good at speaking.
0: Why is no one going to see it? Uh, because that's. Uh, Why didn't they just call it Harley Quinn? I, I should have to say that a toxic
1: male fan base might just stay away based on the word emancipation alone. I don't know if or
0: Americans don't understand the word emancipation. The thing about this band is I haven't seen a big boycott this movie movement, which is good. Which is good Progress. but. Any movie that gets one of those boycott this movie makes moments money. makes a ton of money. Mm. And this movie hasn't even attracted that ire. It's just, it hasn't annoyed your old friends, the Reddit. The Reddit. Reddit. I have heard nothing about there's, it on Reddit. There's no scandal about it. and I have There's no looking. anger.
1: I went on Reddit Blackpill
0: to find out. Yeah. There's, nope. there's no nope. anger about it. There's no anger from any side about it. There's no anger about this is exploitative of women. There's no anger about this is... Uh, reducing men just nobody cares it's a bit of a failure in marketing to be honest
1: well you know the only thing worse than being talked about Michael is not being talked that's about that's what I'm saying Ben mm. that's
0: what I'm saying maybe they should have either leaned into exploitation or man hate, or marketed
1: it properly well, at any point and made it not a little bit better than a CW series with but
0: the marketing Ben who is it for that's what, That's the big question. Who is this for? I went to see it, Ben, because Her of, because of this podcast. Yes. That's why I yes. went to see it. That's if true. I'm totally honest, I went to see it because of this podcast. And I somewhat enjoyed it in places. And in other places, I thought it was pretty generic or a little bit mean-spirited. So I'm like, oh, mean-spirited. Well, oh. That's, that's a word
1: I love, Michael. Um, could you explain to me exactly who is the characters that we are dealing with? Well,
0: you have, you have a Harley Quinn, Ben, yes. who you know was in Suicide Squad. Yes, Margot and it's in, Robbie. It's in continuity with that. Including using a little bit of footage from it. No,
1: yeah. really. Um,
0: so she's broken up with the Joker. Surprising. Yeah, she's yes. broken up with the Joker. Ben. Good. Um, no, no explanation given why. I don't think. But she breaks she's up with the a Joker. Strong,
1: independent harlequin. And she don't no, know
0: because that's not it. Because she suffers greatly from breaking up with him. Because oh. word gets out on the street that she's broken up with the Joker, and she comes to realize that a lot of her protection. Has come from people being afraid of the Joker. Ah. So everyone who hates her now is out to get her. That's a little... No, they go... sends a strange message, my God. They go... It does, doesn't it? They go to good lengths to show us why everyone hates her. By showing us what an unpleasant person she is, basically. Interesting. This is not a redemption story.
1: You... is this a I'm perfect the way I am? If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best kind of No, film?
0: she doesn't have a best. She's just horrible. She's just a terrible, terrible baddie. Ah. Huh. People will compare it to Deadpool in a lot of ways because there's a lot of winking at the camera and narration and she's aware she's in a movie and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But I think the philosophical difference between two characters, and you know no great Deadpool fan am I. You are not. But, but the philosophical difference is Deadpool at least thinks he's a goodie. Yes, he's under the illusion that he's a good person. He thinks he's a good person who does bad things. Yes. But she thinks she's a bad person who does bad things, but people should love her anyway. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's very hard to get behind her because she's a terrible person. That's not great. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, the kind of mixed messages. Black Canary is in it. She is a... Uh, oh, she's the singer. She's a nightclub singer. She does a canary. She is actually black, isn't she? She is, yeah, yeah. Bit on she, the nose. She, well, yeah. She's uh, just called Canary in this. No, she's called Black Canary, black. but she's probably the best thing in it. She's it's good. She does a. Lady. She's a very attractive lady. She does a high kick, uh, and her character has you know an arc. And That's good. Yeah, it's it's That's pretty good. good. Um. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a little bit underused, but has some of the best lines and is pretty funny. I enjoy Miss Winstead. She wants to be called the Huntress, but people keep calling her the Crossbow Killer. Oh. And that's pretty much her character, to oh, be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this isn't so very good at all. It's, it's all right. It's not horrible. It, it's all right. The action isn't good in play. It's very um, entertaining in some places. How's Yoon? Who's Yoon? Yoon McGregor. Yoon is weird. He's oddly camp for most of it and kind of charming in a kind of camp way and then turns into this horrible misogynist oh by way of proving a point towards the end I feel but also he kind of has a psychological break before he puts the mask on
1: is that not what we want
0: yeah but then there's no change in his character <laughs> after it oh, okay and then he takes the mask back off I think he wears the mask for about 45 seconds of the movie oh yeah it's uh, some of huh. the some of the action scenes are pretty good some of the action scenes are clearly stuntmen standing around in a circle waiting for their chance to be knocked down. Oh. You know what I mean? Bit of a Force Awakens throne room scene. It, not even that good to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, like every now and then you see a stuntman in the back and he's just kind of wobbly standing going, whoa, I've been discombobulated and then this friend gets thrown on the ground and then he runs over and the kind of thing that I thought we were starting to see the end of, due to advances in cinematography and fight choreography or it's and stuff, stuff like attention detail
1: for a multi-million-dollar movie.
0: Yeah, now it's not egregious, Ben. It's um, not. It's not. Um, it's not the rooftop fight scene with Batman Catwoman in The Dark Knight R- Rises. It's not that bad, where people are just falling who have well, hit. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> the force of that kick on my friend has knocked me in my buttock, but it's only fine. It's got some good jokes. It's got some good scenes. Yeah, but it's only fine. It's only fine. That's and I think that's the real, the real sad thing about it. Uh, um, a good friend of the podcast, Shane, was. We were talking about it afterwards. And he pointed out, Ben, you're familiar with Chekhov's gun. Fill the listeners in on Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's
1: gun is a principle that in any play with three acts or five, if you want to use it. doesn't matter how many um, If you put a gun on the table in the first act, you no. will have to use that gun by the final act. Otherwise, it's a damp squib and a exactly. terrible payoff and frustrating for audiences.
0: Now, stick in a hyena. And you've got one of the problems with this movie. They use a hyena in scene one. There's a hyena on the kitchen table in scene one. It doesn't go off. By the end. Yes, essentially. Yeah. Oh well, that is pointless. There's a hyena in a bathtub in act one, and surely that should play some kind of role in act three. Y- you think three. He, like he might come back and maybe bite someone at a pivotal moment or something like this? Something? Like that. Nothing. It's just there. <laughs> He's just there. Freddie Quinn's the- hyena. What a new yeah. update to Chekhov's gun. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah Quinn's hyena I'm yeah. going to
0: use that From now on Well Quinn's hyena We could use it as the As the, the counterpoint To Chekhov's gun Yeah <laughs> When it doesn't work it's a, it's a, Oh it's a Quinn's hyena It's oh, a bit I of like a Quinn's that.
1: hyena <gasps> Quinn's, Hashtag Quinn's hyena Ladies and gentlemen It uh, started here On Shomrbyog first We're going to get Merch done up uh, Yeah We'll have it on the, on a t-shirt So it's fine it's fine. Yeah. It's good.
0: It's like it's it's not great. It's nothing good. Nothing special. Yeah. It's not. It's nothing special. Cassandra Kane is in it for absolutely no reason. For the child to be called Cassandra Kane. Does she talk? She she's a street urchin, pickpocket. She's nothing to do with Batgirl. They don't make just, any sense. They've be. just used the name. basically. Cassandra
1: Cain's quite a popular character as well. That's an yeah. It's a weird choice.
0: It's a weird choice to make her just a kind of street urchin, pickpocket. Huh. Very odd. So you know some of the old. Some of the old favorites of comic book movies of just saying, "Oh yeah, this is your favorite character, Cassandra She's Kane. She's in it." She's in it. But is she? No, she isn't. So, it's, yeah, yeah, it's fine.
1: Oh god, it's desperately disappointing.
0: It it wasn't desperately disappointing either, Ben, cuz it's actually it's no, not it's horrible for me to hear your review. Yeah, well, it's not but it's not horrible. It's fine. It is fine. Like there's some I good bits. I wanted to be good though. There's, there's good bits. There's some good humorous action, there's some good fighting, there's some good jokes. It's a very anti-police message. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I wanted it to be good, though. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's um, it's a lot more the movie we were promised Suicide Squad was going to be. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It, 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 Is
1: Suicide Squad 2 still going ahead? It's it? called The Suicide Squad. And it's just a reboot, isn't it? It's no more kind Willie, of a reboot. Willie Smith, no more No
0: more Willie Smith, but Margot Robbie's in it. Who... Oh and I think some of the other characters in it but Willie Smith isn't <sighs> Willard Smith
1: is somebody take, Is it Idris Elba who's taken over from is that, is Idris
0: Elba's going to be in it but uh, he's not playing Deadshot ok sorry was... and it's James Gunn probably be yeah, good yeah it could be good probably be good. be
1: good it's disappointing after Shazam I was hoping they'd course correct and
0: understand that ah look Ben Shazam was a Marvel movie yeah it was it That's was true. a not quite as good Marvel movie I'm going to have to wait and see I'm going to have to go see that now myself God which one Birds of Prey yeah, I'm just curious. Look, it's fine.
1: Look, Michael, it is the inspiration for this week's topic.
0: <laughs> Tell me, what do you associate with September 11th? Oh, that's, Jesus hate Christ. That's a bit of a lead in. Well, Ben, I associate um, September 11th, 1992 as the episode of Batman The Animated <laughs> Series.
1: Man, Michael, you, you picked up what I'm laying down. In 1992, September
0: 11th... Ben was but one years House old. ...was having a fit. Yes, I'm going to go check what's going on. Oh, dear. I imagine it's a windy, windy day. Yeah, it's very windy. We, we'll,
1: we'll, 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 the, wind? the wind is terrible, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> As many of you know, I'm a great fan of uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and this is the kind of weather that any one of his stories would be set in. The, The wind does be raging. That's Michael taking care of his kittens. Um, This will now be called The Telltale Ginger Cat. The Telltale Meow. Um, A tale of woe from the Leonard household. The wind blew, ladies and gentlemen, dark and stormy upon the eve. A cat did mule, a man did check. Upon the stairs he did descend to find out what happened with his furry friend. Back up the stairs did he come to find that no great harm had been done.
0: Oh, I will said, back up the stairs did he come and in he came to the tiny rum.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. So that was a little intermission there for Edgar Allan Poe. Ben was possessed by the spirit of Edgar Allan Poe. Cats are fine. <laughs> Cats are fine. All is well. And upon this September podcast, 11th, 1992. Will we do. dwell. Um, so... Uh, September 11th, 1992 Not to be confused with September 11th, 2001 No Very different moments For very <laughs> different reasons uh, No <laughs> Harley Quinn Debuted on Batman the Animated Series The beloved Batman the Animated Series um, And I didn't see her until much later I saw her in around 1994, 1995 um, she's, uh, She debuted as the Joker's sidekick In a very famous episode called The Joker's Favour
0: uh, Funnily enough Ben I watched it this morning She debuted Pretty goddamn fully formed. Yeah, you know, she hasn't changed much. It's very strange how fully formed she is. You know, I was thinking, maybe this is the wrong episode to watch. Because maybe this is going to be kind of a proto-Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. But no, No. she very much is Harley Quinn. Right from the beginning. All the famous things. Mr. J. Mr. J. The annoying voice. Oh my God, Puddin'. Exactly. Um the the dressing her up as a sexy policewoman as yeah, a distraction, yeah. like I mean she's just she's Harley Quinn straight Harley away. away. For, Paul came, Paul Dini just she came into the world fully formed, nailed it. She does get captured at the end. Yes, it's a classic. And she says beauty school is starting to look more tempting. So I think she wasn't the full, full Harley Quinn with the backstory that we know. Because, yeah. you know, if she's tempted by beauty school, she's probably in her early 20s. We haven't done our origin yet. As opposed to Harley Quinn, who's a practicing psychiatrist. She's in, a New
1: Jersey girl in a New Jersey world.
0: I mean, she has to be at least 30, right? Doesn't she? If she's a practicing doctor of psychiatry in a, in a mental asylum. A cripplingly in debt,
1: thanks to the American education system. Bloody
0: hell, that's probably how the Joker got that's his hook into That's real it. criminality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, topical. So yeah, she's um, pretty fully
0: formed. Yeah. And Joker, it's actually a very good episode, Ben. I don't think I'd ever seen it fully before. No, it's Man, very probably good. Probably has. Dude,
1: the animated series always does a great job of, of most characters.
0: Basically, a man's having a bad day. He's having his falling down moment.
1: Yes, it's his, Kirk, uh, his Michael Douglas moment. It's Michael R.I.P. Douglas. to Kirk Douglas, who died this week, by 103. the way. Good 103. Good run. Good, good innings. innings.
0: Good innings. Um, but so, yeah... So he 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 flips off the Joker basically who overtakes him in the car. <laughs> you foolish fool. And then the Joker puts him on his list of people who'll have to pay him back someday. And Cause pretty, the Joker's a dick. It's pretty spooky and scary. Yeah, and it's your man good. your man's like oh no I'm in the Joker's pocket and he goes off and tries to live a different life and everything and then 2 years later the Joker contacts him and says I want you to do the thing now. But yeah, it's a really good episode for him. Yeah. He's a good character. Yeah. Charles Michael Collins. Yeah. It, it,
1: is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, look, she she came out fully formed, Michael. Um, she did. And experienced what can only be described as viral popularity before viral popularity was a thing. Mm. Um, she's one of the first big characters to make that transition from animated series to comic book. She got her own comic book series. So popular was she. Mm-hmm. She had her own comic book series by 1993. Oh, really? Um, yep. She within, a own, uh, within, within a couple
0: of years. Within a couple year.
1: of years. Now, I... No, yeah, her first... Uh, no, sorry. She didn't... Uh, uh, Ah, silly Ben, you've mixed up your statistics. Um, she made her comic book debut in the Batman Adventures in 1993. Uh, and she got her own series in... Oh, I'm going to lose i it say now. 20, 2013. Uh, no, it was published monthly by Gummies with 38 issues from 2001. Oh, okay. 2001. So 10 so years. 10 years. But it's a testament to a lot of her um, popularity. And she has since become... Probably one of the most popular characters. I I think it's interesting that you mentioned Deadpool so early on. She is probably the equivalent of, in terms of success, to Marvel's Deadpool. She is. And they're from the same era. She's the quirky character, fourth wall breaking, wacky kind of character. And that's what she does.
0: Yeah. And that is obviously the, we, 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 the 90s gave us two things, Ben. Go on. Big burly men with giant guns and pouches. Yeah, and meta-referential, quirky characters. Yeah, the mask. Oh yeah. Uh, what was that blue guy? The tick. No, in the well, the tick I suppose a bit, but also the blue guy in the in the red costume, Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Oh, I loved Freakazoid. Freakazoid Deadpool, was one of my favorites. Harley Quinn. Yeah. They. They. All of those characters come from that era. It was a real meta era, postmodernism. Mm. See what I'm full saying? Rain. See what I'm saying? Um,
1: yeah. Um, so she she came out of there, and she's remained a staple, I suppose, in comic books, and she has experienced. What I can only describe as a continued rise to popularity through pop, excuse me, through popularity. Um, one of the most popular costumes of all time. Tom King is obsessed with her. Is he? Um, as a writer, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, I suppose Margot Robbie's embodiment of her gave cosplayers, lazy cosplayers everywhere, a reason to rejoice. Oh my God, um, she's called them lazy. Ben. Yeah, I'm gonna get our a kick in the teeth our Core demographic? Uh, no, they are not our core demographic, Michael. Um, I don't, I don't think they are. are they? I think so. Uh, are they Mm. uh, no I'm not going to apologise I'm fine
0: Um, but
1: she's continued that kind of rise to popularity but she
0: the the H in Benjamin H Colby stands for Amber (sighs) Heard go on yeah
1: No, I'm glad you can do it. I'm, I'm No, good. no, go on, go on. Um, Rise of popularity. It's been, been a tough week, Michael. Um, yeah, you suffering. Yeah, it's been a tough week. I had a ricey tum-tum yesterday. No. I'm tired. Um, one of the interesting things, I suppose, is that as how much she's developed as a character over her years in her career. Because initially, Michael, she's not a great female character. Um, she in, wears
0: a sexy policewoman outfit.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make a great female character. It makes great fan bait and great uh, fan service. But no no great female character does that make. Huh. Um, she is... For all intents and for all intents and purposes, uh, an abused woman. Um, mm-hmm. She's kept in a domineering relationship, not unlike Elizabeth Moss at the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> um, or Katie, Katie Holmes, Holmes before yeah. that. Holmes, yeah. um, this has been a weirdly uh, "don't control your women" podcast, yeah. which is a good message. Hashtag don't don't be a dick. Um, and she was very much controlled Unless and abused. you're in a
0: relationship with hurt, then maybe keep her under control a little bit. Yeah. Well, so she'll well, throw a brick because at you.
1: apparently she's going to fuck with your life yeah. and your career and drive you back into... Uh, allegedly, a, Ben. Allegedly. You might,
0: you might be doing another attraction Ash, this in a look, few months.
1: Geez, I spend my life doing attractions. <laughs> um, but one of the interesting things is um, she's completely emotionally manipulated. By the Joker, there's very little instances of physical abuse towards Harley Quinn. He slaps around a little she's, bit, yeah, but she's never she's never physically intimidated by him. Mm. She is mentally manipulated and emotionally manipulated, um, and I think one of the interesting things, Michael, that I have raged against several times on this podcast, yeah. is that she became. There is a demographic of human being mm-hmm. that seems to aspire to a Harley Quinn Joker-style relationship, where they're like mm-hmm. he's my Joker, I'm her, I'm his Harley, um, and it's it's a messy thing to aspire to no great role models are they um, Michael for what is a healthy relationship and it that ride or die attitude that, um, that Bonnie and Clyde is, kind mm-hmm. of vibe is very very present in the Harley Quinn fan base um, and for years DC leaned into that and sold merch saying you know I'm his Harley Quinn and Where's my Mister? J? Looking for my Mister J and stuff. Like they really took advantage of that. As only a corporation will, Michael. When no, they find a-
0: corporations, never trust them.
1: But that's completely against the wishes of creator of the character, Paul Dini. Um, Paul Dini has said several times that she is abused. She is living in you know a terrible relationship, and she's a really manipulated character. Um, so I think that in recent years, Paul Dini must be quite delighted to see what's happened to Harley Quinn. ...as a character. Um, it's interesting that the new movie is called... ...The Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Fantabulous. Fantab- pardon me. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Because that's really... The, ...what her character has been going through... ...since the 2000s. Um, I think it was realised very... ...very quickly that... ...oh, maybe we shouldn't be promoting this woman as... ...you know, an undying... ...slave to Mr. Jade. Like a psychotic clown. Um, and different characters have done it in different ways. But I suppose starting with that series... She was still Mr. J's, but Mr. J wasn't around, so she could go and do her own thing in that 2001-2003 series. Um, But that still wasn't quite enough. She still wasn't freeing herself from Mr. J. And I suppose this is where Poison Ivy became a much more powerful character, because Poison Ivy detests the Joker. Pamela Isley. Uh, Pamela Isley detests the Joker. She can't stand him. And she is the one that is responsible for opening Harley Quinn's eyes to the domestic abuse that she experiences in that relationship not in this series not in the not in the films though I don't... Yeah, so what I've been watching, Michael, quite lately, there's a brand new Harley Quinn series out in the DC Universe. Yes, you've told us before. Um, And it's a great series, Michael. It's it's really enjoyable. The more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. You take it with a pinch of salt, it is very much a tongue-in-cheek piss-take of the DC Universe where villainy is very corporate and, you know, it's part of a boys' club and stuff like that. And they are pushing the message of Harley Quinn being a struggling female in the thing. In many ways, it sounds to me as though you're... Experience with the Birds of Prey movie and Mm -hmm. this film parallel each other and then split at a very key moment go on the the breakup between Harley Quinn and the Joker are the central uh, plot of both right however you mentioned that it's not necessarily her choice in Birds of Prey whereas whereas it is very much her choice in Harley Quinn well
0: in Birds of Prey let me elaborate on that just to be clear please do it appears she's dumped okay and kind of doesn't accept it and then the, what we see in the trailer where she blows up the Ace Chemicals plant. Yes. That's her moment of emancipation. That's her announcement to the world. That I'm no longer. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: a very similar thing happens with Harley Quinn. She has decided to become um, Harley Quinn, the, series, the animated series. Sorry, mm-hmm. She has decided to become better than the Joker as a villain. She wants to be on equal footing with him. But she's still a villain. Yeah, she is and she is And she's a pull or punches Kind of villain She's a villain mm. With a moral code mm. um, But villainy in this Is not psychotic Villainy in this Is, is like a career choice it's, Right It's very different
0: Like the real world As, well, <laughs> bloody, <laughs> bloody corporate America Bloody
1: president elect Donald Trump huh? Oh very good uh, Very done. good Very topical um, Vote but, Bernie uh, Vote Bernie Hashtag Sanders For the win Um <laughs>
0: There is a comic book website, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, called Cosmic Book News. No. And they, their whole thing is like, it's a comic book site, but it's overtly right-leaning. Oh. So they'll, like, they'll warn you about which comic books are anti-Trump. So you do are the libtards. Yeah, and so you don't accidentally read them and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. If you're uh, into that kind of not. I mean, of thing, it's a uh, cool, not. Uh, cool so, yeah, as in interesting. Yeah, Jesus. I don't um, care. Vote whoever you want, America. Good luck to Um But the way it works is she assembles a ragtag bunch of, of kind of misfit villains. Well, that's the funny thing about Birds of Prey. She very much doesn't assemble a ragtag bunch. They end up all in one place coincidentally. Oh, okay. And there's only one team up. Oh. The, at no point do they form a team. Oh. It's five... Disparate characters Who end up In a situation together And have to escape That's the team up That's
1: interesting That you said that Michael Because in in this She really does form a team But it's not It's not A female empowerment team It's It's very much A ragtag bunch of of Kind of villains That just don't make it So Clayface is one of the villains He's a failing actor He wants to be an actor He'd be a great actor And it's Alan Tudyk Who does his voice So it's just enjoyable From start to finish Failing
0: actor Alan Tudyk
1: Dr. Psycho is an A-list villain who has who has an unfortunate penchant for using the C word when he refers to women in public. <laughs> and in this world, the Legion of Doom distances themselves from Dr. Psycho because they don't encourage that kind of treatment of women. That's pretty so funny. it's very much a PR universe and that kind of thing. Uh, King Shark is there. He's a coder and a hacker who wants to be taken seriously as an mm-hmm. intellectual as opposed to a big man-eating shark thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a very enjoyable uh, series probably the most attractive version of Poison Ivy I've ever seen in that it's voiced by Lake Bell and she's just a very kind of tired uh, A-list villain. She's immensely powerful and she holds no tack with the boys' club that is the Legion of Doom, and that's what Lex you're Th- into, apparently. Lex Luthor is always trying to get in, get her to join the Legion of Doom, right? And she's just like, no, it's a terrible, elitist, uh, snobby organization. I want to and she's very supportive of Harley Quinn, not in a man-hating way. In a Joker is no good for you, you don't need him, kind of way. She's she's kind of in an on and off again relationship with Kite Man. Never uh, heard. of him. Kite Man is the villain that Tom King kind of propelled to. A huge fame by by calling it the catchphrase Kite Man. Hell yeah. Um, and it's a whole thing. But it's a very enjoyable series. It's produced by Kelly Cuoco for anyone who is into the Big Bang Theory. It's her um, series. She is the voice of Harley Quinn. Interestingly, Michael, it's not without its problems. Go on. Um, Harley Quinn starts off in the classic Harley Quinn outfit mm-hmm. um, that she has. And she becomes Harley Quinn. Sexy Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. She runs right. hot pant wearing, tank top sporting mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, which is problematic. There's no need for that to be there. But if it's her choice, I suppose. Does
0: it say Daddy's Little Monster? It doesn't. It doesn't. It avoids I, all that. I hate that. having to draw that every day.
1: Um, <laughs> Imagine. It avoids. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It avoids all that. And then we have the interesting thing of her origin story, Michael. Oh. Um, now, I'm going to explain it to you. Oh, thank you. I think it's problematic but I've been wrong in the past. Yeah, you have. So you're going... I'm going to explain it to you. There is an episode where they have to go into the mind of Harley Quinn. She has a mental break. Do they use the head key? No, they use Dr. Psycho. Okay. Dr. Psycho is the one that takes them inside their heads because he has mind powers. Mm. He vaguely defined mind powers, which makes it very good for that kind of device. And what you can do is you go to a gallery in somebody's mind. Okay. And you see their memories as in, in a gallery format. Okay. And so Harley Quinn has been trope. blaming the Joker... From day one That he pushed her into the vat of chemicals Right So that's been her thing I was pushed I was pushed I was Mm -hmm. pushed But wait Yes what happened But wait She bloody jumped She chose to jump Now She has a scene Where this happens And what she decides to do Rather than confront that issue in herself She decides to rewrite her origin story Because she can do that Because she's in her mind And she chooses her origin story To be the day that she kicked the shit out of the Joker When they broke up Hmm I found it problematic because it causes no self-reflection as a character. She just glosses over and says, well, I'll just choose a new origin story then. Okay. And I found that problematic. But it's a fun series, so I think you can do that. I don't think there's a major issue with it. Are it you using
0: problematic in the original meaning of problematic or the new internet meaning of problematic?
1: I think I'm using it probably in the new internet meaning of problematic, where well, it has a couple of spiky issues. Right. That mean it's not really an endearing narrative that we should cling to.
0: Well, but does problematic not mean in some way, some way racial or sexist or ageist or... this
1: is problematic in the sense that... Are you
0: using it to mean problematic or just not good?
1: I think probably problematic for me in in the sense of... No, it's not that it's not good. It's... She fails to take any responsibility for her personal choice and decides instead to just rewrite it. It, It's not like she looks at it and goes, why did I want to jump for the Joker? Is that some flaw in my character? It's, well, I don't like that, so I'm
0: going to change it. What I'm asking you, though, is how is that problematic? What minority group does that?
1: Oh, it doesn't offend a minority. In that case, I'm not using it. In I the don't sense think you you're intent. using it in okay. the,
0: I don't think you're using it in the problematic in the same way that, let's say, if they decided to recast Heimdall as a white guy, would be problematic. Oh, would that be problematic? I don't know. What is? Some people would certainly say it was problematic using the modern internet definition of the word okay, problematic. Okay, I don't mean it
1: in the modern internet definition. I mean it's it's weak character development. Okay, so it's just not good. Weak character development. I I just didn't like it as a message. I don't know. I I think it does a bit. I think that show it is very good. You should watch it. It's very good. Um but I think that show does a lot of good work for peeling back some of the tropes in comic books, some of the things that we assume. Um and it dissects them in a really fun way. But I think sometimes it just makes a weird choice because we want to make sure that Harley Quinn is empowered at all times. Mm. Um, As I said before, she has what can only be described as a meteoric rise to fame in the DC universe. And she became known far and wide as one of the... She was put in every storyline imaginable at one point. Um, And she's a very endearing character I think because she has That built in fan base I I think And I'm open to being Corrected here But I think it would be fair To say that a lot of women Who watched Batman The animated series Enjoyed having a character That they could really Root for And as she developed As a character No no But I think as she got Her own series and stuff Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women Probably saw her as She'll be 30 next year Their first Yeah I mean Which
0: is really interesting Probably the same age As Margot Robbie Probably
1: I think Margot Robbie is around my age, isn't she? That's you? pretty
0: interesting. Yeah. Benjamin, yeah. have you seen that the kind of replacing Harley, though, in the comics? Joker has a new kind of subservient female <gasps> Joker character. What? I can't remember what her name is. It's some other
1: How did I miss it? It's clown his daughter.
0: One. No, it's a, just a new subservient s- s- assassin lady. It starts with P or something. Pinwheel. Pe- anyway. I don't like that. Yeah, well, the more things change, Ben, as the French the more, say, yeah. the more they stay the same.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Harley Quinn as a What character? are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, send us, the, send us your favourite thoughts. <laughs> don't. Um, no, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> Please that don't do that. Uh, hashtag problematic. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> now you got it. There, now I got it. Now you got it. Um, learning with Mick. Um how do you feel about Harley Quinn as a character was it a character that instantly grabbed your attention do you think she's overused at this point um, do you think have you been watching the new animated series no, tell I've... us what you think um, this is a real opportunity for our female demographic to get in touch with us because I'd really like to know how you feel about the character do you feel she's a, a good representation for women do you think she's a good role model for no, um, young readers she's not a good in role model in her modern context not in in her uh, modern comic book and animated baddie. series context not in her Birds of Prey context okay. Okay. in her new anti-hero role as we go along um ladies and gentlemen if you have a topic you'd like to hear covered on the podcast you can get in touch with us can in a number us. of ways yeah, we, we have seomrabeag.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g I dot com means tiny room Irish it does indeed oh, so smooth silky smooth if you don't like formal internet websites you can get in touch with us <laughs> at social media and instagram at Seomra-Bjog, seomrabeag s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g I tiny room I mean, tiny Roman Irish if you're listening to us on youtube you can get in touch with us down below uh, on, in the comments if you're listening to us on Spotify Ladies and gentlemen If you could give us an L Follow That'd be great If you think other people Would like our podcast Give us a
0: share Tell them Yeah Tell Tell us us a
1: vote Word of mouth is pretty much how we get around Mm -hmm. Round 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 We get around around. Um, Moving on from there You can also Give us a review On Apple Podcasts That would be great for us The more reviews we get The more likes The more follows we get The more algorithms go You know what (laughs) they say Ben The more the hairier um, nope that's not what they say but honestly ladies and gentlemen it's coming into a new year we're now in the second month of the new year do give us topics that you want to hear covered we'd love to have more listener contribution here um, so give us topics tell us why you'd like it covered and send them on into us at any of those things. That's it from us this week, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't had enough of this, stick with us until Wednesday, where we'll be dropping our brand new collecting issues, which will feature the European comic Black Sad. Black Sad. If you're into detectives, uh, if you're a furry, um, or if you're into Zootopia and thought, what would that be like if you gave them guns and a little bit of violence? Mm, cigarettes. Stick around. Bloody Wednesday's podcast, collecting
0: issues. That's it. Bye. Bye, everybody. I'm going to press stop now.